At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is Uncanny USA. He says, somebody's in the house, and I screamed. Listen to Uncanny USA wherever you get your BBC podcasts. If you dare. Xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month, no matter what kind of entertainment you love. Addicted to true crime? Catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on A&E Crime Central. Crave adventure? Explore Asian action movies on Hayah. Searching for something extreme? Check out skating, snowboarding, and more on Fuel TV Plus, the global home of action sports. And find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's Hit Nation playlist. There's new free shows and movies to love every week. Say free this week in your Xfinity voice remote. Step into the world of power, loyalty, and luck. I'm going to make him an offer he can't refuse. With family cannolis and spins mean everything now you want to get mixed up in the family business introducing the godfather at chumpacasino.com test your luck in the shadowy world of the godfather slot someday i will call upon you to do a service for me play the godfather now at chumpacasino.com welcome to the family vgw group no purchase necessary void where prohibited by law see terms and conditions 18 plus this is the Denver City Cast with Holden Kushner, presented by Bet Rivers. It is Holden with Beeson. It is the Denver City Cast presented by Bet Rivers. Some Broncos ownership news today. An Avs bet. We'll get to that as well. Had a good game one. We'll see if we can back that up here in a game number two. Joe Madden from Pick Dogs. She is 21 of four plus 1600 units the last seven days. I got to talk to her about this. She'll have some Stanley Cup playoff selections, even if you don't follow the Stanley Cup playoffs. I mean, at this point, she's on such a run, I might blind tail and it wouldn't be a complete blind tail because I'll talk to her about it, but I cannot wait to talk to Joe. Nuggets, I'll talk about their off season prognosis and We'll hear from Michael Malone talking about the returns of Murray and MPJ. Plus, I'll tell you why the Kentucky Derby is garbage and I will not bet on it. But first, let's talk some Bet Rivers special. Today, in the specials, abs to score five or more goals against Nashville and to win the game plus 120. I think they'll boost that up to around 130. And if it's more than that, wow. But this is like a same game parlay. So on the money line tonight, the Avalanche are minus 385. And I highly recommend you don't do that. You you don't bet a minus 385. It just doesn't make sense. Long term, you're going to lose money. It's guaranteed because you're going to have to win. If you lose tonight's bet, you got to win four just to break even. At at a minimum, you got to win four just to break even, depending on the odds that you're betting there. So I, I would not bet the money line. But five or more goals, 
I got a peg for four tonight. Could we see an empty netter at the end? Absolutely. Could they go out and dominate like they did game one? Absolutely. So Bet Rivers special. I think it's going to get boosted to an even better price. Five or more goals and a win plus 120. Abs breakdown in a moment, but I want to give you an NBA trend here that I think is fascinating, okay? NBA playoff bets backed by 85% or more of the public money at betrivers.com. Right now, they are 16-0 this season. So NBA playoff bets, the money that is coming in, backing the team at 85% or more, 16-0. And the two teams last night that fit that bill, the Heat and the Suns. There's no NBA tonight, but I think what I'm going to do for us going forward is look at the Bet Rivers. See, um, the PR sends out uh, some of the notes every day on where the money is. And I'm going to do this a little bit later on in this show as well. But with the Avalanche, when we see a game, 85% or more of the money on one team, we're going to bet it. Okay. And if it's two games in one night, I'm going to parlay it. At this point, 16 games is a nice enough sample. And in the NBA, you kind of get a sense of which team is just set up better on every single night. Okay. So that's a couple things to get out of the way. Let's get into the Broncos and then I'll give you an abs preview for tonight. Broncos. Magic Johnson has entered the bidding for the Broncos group, huh? Now, 76ers owner Josh Harris is at the front of this group. And Magic's a legit billionaire. I think people forget about this. He's not just some former player that was great or, you know, part of the Showtime, winning time on HBO, which, by the way, the guy that plays Magic Johnson on that show, I mean, he's dead ringer. Looks a lot like him. They did a great job there with casting and a little bit of makeup. But I don't think Magic is going to be one of these guys that just chips in a million or two dollars and they're like, oh, he's the face of a franchise. Magic has money, and I think that he would be a big-time investor here. He owns part of the Dodgers. He's, he's great on Twitter, too. He's always pumping up the Dodgers, of course, with the Lakers as well. But Magic's just a winner. He got a lot of money from the NBA days. He, he, he wasted a ton of money when he didn't take Phil Knight's Nike deal, and he signed with Converse. I mean, you think he has a lot of money now. He probably would have been one of the world's richest guys had he taken the stock that Phil Knight offered him all those years ago. But he went to Converse. Listen, everybody makes mistakes. Made his money in the movie business. He has a whole bunch of theaters. He has a whole bunch of side businesses. And then you've got Harris, who took the 76ers franchise over. Now they're really good. He also owns the New Jersey Devils and part of an EPL team, EPL English Premier League. That's soccer. Uh, Harris has also expressed interest in buying the first NFL team to be based out of London. Don't worry about it. The Broncos are not going to London. That's just not happening. I, I also think that when we look at the new owner, whoever it is, we might get a new stadium too, which would be awesome. I hope it's an open-air stadium, but I don't think the NFL would give a Super Bowl to a city in an open-air stadium outside of, the, outside of New York like they did at that one time. There's just too much threat of snow and really nasty weather out here. But anyways, we've got a strong group of buyers that are lining up. It's expected to sell for more than $4 billion. So that will be, the Broncos are going to be the organization that gets bought for more money than any other franchise in the history of American sports.
More Broncos in a bit, but I want to get to the Colorado Avalanche now. I am excited. Game two, ball arena. Avs up 1-0 over the Nashville Predators. Here are the lines at Bet Rivers. The Avalanche minus 385 on the money line. If you think Nashville pulls off the upset, plus 310. You're getting a little more than 3-1 to one for your money. The total here is 6.5, minus 130. So the juice to the over here, minus 155 on the puck line. I mean, we're talking about a playoff game here where the Avalanche have to win by two or more goals and you're only getting minus 155. So I told you about these tickets, right? Let me explain this to you for a sec. Tickets are the number of bets that are put on a team. Handle is the amount of money put on a team. So 81% of the tickets are on the Avalanche. 19% are probably taking the money line or the puck line for Nashville. And then 97% of the money, 90% of the handle on the Avs money line tonight. So for some reason, people are going out and betting a minus 385. Maybe it's a short thing. Maybe it is. I don't think so ever on a minus 385. Uh, 69% of the tickets on the over 60 or over six and a half, 69% of the tickets. And then 77% of the tickets, 85% of the handle on the Avs puck line. 85% of the handle when you're betting on the puck line, backing the abs. So massive, massive favorites tonight. Now, there is the narrative that Nashville is going to come out and be the desperate team this time. It's not going to be the avalanche. I'm not, I'm not buying into it. I think the abs come out and shove tonight. Yeah, they're skating with purpose. The Preds goaltending situation is a mess. I mean, I wouldn't be surprised if the Avs notch another power play goal in the first. Nashville was already frustrated in game one. You don't think that they're just going to be on complete tilt if the Avs get off to a hot start, which I think happens. By the way, I think I just went into a Canadian accent on accident for a second. That's what happens when I talk hockey. Um, so again, a lot of people just assume the Predators come out on fire. I just think it's the Avs again. They're so much better than Nashville. So much better. So much better. And Connor Ingram, the rookie, who took over in game one for starter David Riddich, he played well. He played well, but the Avs kind of backed off the throttle for most of Ingram's outing. He allowed two goals on 32 shots. That's terrific. But it was also his fifth appearance. Tonight, tonight will be his fifth appearance of his career in the fourth start of his career, all came this year. All came this year. Fifth appearance, fourth start of his career. Think about that for a second. They're going to destroy this kid. I, I truly believe that. Maybe the puck line is nice, but minus 155 juice, I don't want to hit it. Nashville, they had 34 penalty minutes in game one. They had two 10-minute misconducts. It's going to happen again. All these guys do is go in the sin bin. All they want to do is fight because they're not going to be as good as the Avalanche. And the Predators led the whole league with over 1,000 penalty minutes. 1,035 to be exact during the regular season. Here's the play. I'm going right back to what we did last time because I, I like the juice. Colorado, first period three-way at minus 115. What that means is that the Avalanche have to win the first per uh, period. I'm not going to put minus 200 whatever on them with the money line, okay? So I, I have a safety bet to where if they push, if it's 1-1, if it's tied at the end of the first period, you get your money back. I don't want to mess with that. First period three-way. So what you're going to want to do, 
Go to Bet Rivers. Go to the app. Go to NHL. Go to the Avs Predators lines. And when you click on more bets, just scroll down. You'll see period one. You'll see period one money line, but you don't want to hit that. You want to hit first period three-way. It'll have Nashville at big plus money. Then you'll have a tie. Hit the abs at minus 115. That's what I'm doing at least. More abs talk with Joe Madden from Pick Dogs. In the next segment, looking forward to catching up with her again. She is absolutely in fuego. Uh, By the way, I didn't say this was the front range four. So Broncos owners, number one in the front range four. Four biggest sports stories on the front range. Number two, the Avalanche, number three on the front range for my thoughts on the Nuggets. Remember this past season? It was such a sweat down the stretch. Preseason win total is 47 and a half. Got in on that with about two months left in the season. It's going to be set around 50 next year. They hit with 48 wins this year. I think it's going to go up at least two games, maybe even three with Murray and Porter expected to come back, expected to come back. Right? You'd think they're worth three games, 50 and a half. Well, Michael Malone, let's talk about him because he was at the podium yesterday, his exit interview. He says the biggest offseason, this is it, the biggest offseason for him since he came to Denver, and of course it should be. There's no excuses now. If Murray doesn't come back or Porter doesn't come back, they still have to find a way to win. They have to. And he said it's the biggest offseason for him. And he needs to surround Nikola Jokic with a championship-level roster. And let's face it, they don't have one. Murray and Porter come back. Fringe, they're going to need another piece or two. And and I thought Malone said it the best. Windows only stay open for so long. we got to capitalize when we have a special player like Nikola. And I've seen it before. You go way back in time. Charles Barkley with the Suns. They got to the finals. They didn't get back, though. The window wasn't that big. Patrick Ewing. I mean, Patrick Ewing had like a 15-year window. <laughs> it was amazing. But they never put that second legit score around him. They had John Starks. And we can just look at so many teams over the years that just couldn't get over the hump. Anyways, let's get to Murray and MPJ. This was one Michael Malone talking about his expectations for these two guys when they come back in October. Just take it, take it slow, you know, I mean, not expecting uh, bubble Jamal Murray, not, not expecting peak Michael Porter right away. I mean, it's obviously this really important offseason for both those guys. And, um, you know, they weren't able to play this year. And that was obviously, you know, tough for a lot of people to understand and um, embrace. But you know, just they just weren't ready. And, and that's really all there was to it. There was never any pressure on those guys. And, um, you know, Jamal... I felt was was close at times and just wasn't meant to be. Michael was ramping up. I was just speaking to him upstairs and I felt, man, Michael's going to play this year. Then he had a setback. So, you know, those are the breaks. But going into next season, Harrison, um, I I think tempered excitement, you know, and and as the season goes along, I think they're going to get more and more comfortable. They're going to get their rhythm back, their confidence back, and then they're going to get back to their old selves. But that's not going to be the case come – October or whatever, when the first game comes around, it's, you know, we're going to have to have patience with those two. So tempered excitement. Okay. I think the fan base will have patience for only so long. They get about a month. Murray and Porter Jr. Get about a month to get back in the groove before you hear a mild uproar 
And if either one of them gets injured again for a significant period of time, boy, this fan base, uh, they're not going to be happy. They're not going to be happy and they shouldn't be happy. And honest to God, I'm not very bullish on Porter Jr. being a consistent contributor for a full season. You just got to hope he's healthy down the stretch and in the playoffs. Just back injuries. They're the worst for an NBA player. A lot of times guys just never bounce back. Never. Now, here's the starting lineup for next year if Porter's healthy, okay? Jokic, Murray, Porter Jr., Gordon. So they'll have Gordon. And then for the fifth starter, you could go Barton, you could go Morris. I don't think they should have either guy as a starter next year. And I'm not sure either guy's going to be on this team because they're going to need to find a guard that could force Barton and Morris to the bench. They need insurance from Michael Porter Jr. as well. So they're going to need, well, they might have an in-house option there. But I think they need a starter, one of those guards that starts for Barton. That's a glue guy. That is what they were missing. Austin Rivers was fine, but Austin Rivers was a one-trick pony. He's a defender. Now, every single team wants a perimeter defender that could score. It's not like they're just around, but Tim Connolly's going to have to find one if he wants this team to be a championship contender. They just need it. Their defense was 15th. They still can't defend the perimeter, and somebody is going to have to be able to guard Curry or Ja. I mean, those guys are going to get their points, but at least make it tough on them. They need an upgrade right there. That Austin Rivers role except they need Austin Rivers times 10. Lastly, doesn't sound like the team's in any hurry to bring DeMarcus Cousins back. I like what he brought. I hope he's back too, unless they find a better option in free agency or a trade, but I liked his attitude. I, I, I might be the only one. I can't stand the ejections and the technicals, but he's a tough dude. He scored when Jokic went to the bench. I'm okay with DeMarcus Cousins. And and honestly, I hope we see him again. I hope he's not done. But it just doesn't sound like, okay? It just doesn't sound like he's going to be back from what we're hearing. Okay, number four, front range four. A lot of talk about something in the NFL today. And that would be, Should veteran quarterbacks mentor rookies? Because Ryan Tannehill came out after the Titans drafted Malik Willis. Okay? And he said, I don't think it's my job to mentor him, but if he learns from me along the way, that's a great thing. And I think this hit home with Denver, with with Broncos fans, because you know who did the same exact thing, who said the same exact thing when he was here? Flacco, when Locke needed a mentor. And here's my take on it. Oh, he's so selfish. He's not. No, no, no. It's not being selfish. This is being practical. I don't blame these veteran quarterbacks. They're on the hot seat. There's a reason why quarterbacks were drafted because Ryan Tannehill, not good last year. Not good at all. Okay. They brought in Willis. These veterans want to protect, protect their job. They want to keep it. If the rookie asks some questions, fine. But by no means would a veteran be expected to go out of their way to be a mentor. Tom Brady's never done it. Aaron Rodgers has never done it. And I don't blame them. Now, in my world, in the radio world, have I mentored a whole bunch of people? Yes. But I'm also not a starting quarterback. Where it's a finite amount of guys. When you lose your job, you might not ever get one back. 
So if Malik Willis wants to go up to Ryan Tannehill and have a little conversation, totally understand that. But for Tannehill to take time out of his preparation and to go out and help a guy take his job, I don't blame him at all. No mentor it is. Okay, we're going to talk some hockey. So the Avs will get Joe Madden, her best pick, her best pick on the Avs Predators tonight. Run through a couple other series as well. And then before the end of the show, Rockies have a day game today. Jerry Judy, somebody I want to talk about. Why I don't bet on horse racing. And some news from the Mountain West. Lots more to come here on the Denver CityCast. Presented by Bet Rivers. Baseball is here and Bet Rivers has a special offer for you every Saturday throughout the season. Place a three-leg same-game parlay of at least $25 and you will earn a $10 free bet. With Same Game Parlays, you can combine player props and game bets to make your perfect combo. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Claim your offer on the BetRivers app or go to BetRivers.com. Must be 21. Must be located in Colorado. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-522-4700. Welcome back to the Denver City Cast, presented by Bet Rivers. Holding with you and Joe Madden from Calgary joins us here. She is also in the Mountain Time Zone, so it's absolutely amazing. I always like talking to other people from the Mountain Time Zone, and don't don't blame me if my Canadian accent pops up here. It's just because I'm in your presence. Hello, Joe Madden. How are, how are you from the Canadian Mountain Time Time Zone? Doing absolutely incredible. Pleasure to be here. Thanks for inviting me on. Oh my goodness, I've been waiting to talk some hockey with you for a while, and we finally got you on, and the abs are just rolling right now, Joe. But before we get into the abs rolling, you are rolling. 21-4 and four in your last 25, plus 1,600-something units. What is going on with you right now? Because whatever pick you give me on this show, I am blind-tailing you. Oh, man, I don't know what's happening right now. Best run I have ever been on, hitting 84% in the last seven days. I don't know what's happened. I came off being not well um, with the dreaded C word, and I've just been on a heater ever since. So super nervous now, every single day coming up for my bats and putting them out, but they're still hitting. So I had three or four days in a row were absolute sweeps and sweeps not of um, high juiced money lines at minus 110s and underdogs. So it's been a roll. So you throwing a lot of parlays together? No, no parlays that? at all. See, I don't even understand how you get up that much if you're not betting parlays. That is impressive. Let's get into tonight though, okay? Uh, no surprise, the Avs came out in game one and absolutely stuck it to the Predators, okay? And I love the first period line there. Now here's what I'm hearing about game two. Oh, Nashville is going to come out. They're going to be so, so amped up to take period number one and try and take this game here. And I'm just going to ask you right now, what happens from the get-go in this Colorado Nashville game tonight here in Denver? Okay, now I'm seeing the Predators coming out stronger in this one, but I do still think the Colorado Avalanche win this one. I think we're looking at a four to three style game. I think we have great value on the over in this one, but I do think we saw the Predators come out with nerves in the first period of that game in the last one. We saw the Avs score five goals there. Both these teams played phenomenal in the second and third period. So I do think we have a stronger game here out of the Preds. I think um, the Avs do probably get the win four to three. 
So I'm going to lean. We know the Predators normally play the Avs strong. So I'm going to lean on the Avs to get the win, but I can't trust them on um, the puck line tonight. Well, I'm a little bit, if I'm a Preds fan, I'm a little concerned that Ingram is my goaltender. I mean, this is what, his fifth NHL game, his fourth start. I know he looked good. I get it. He looked good when he came in. But the second and third period, there's no question the abs kind of took their foot off the pedal. So I wonder how that kind of hand uh, just kind of figures into your handicapping of this one. Um, I think even though they did take their foot off the pedal, I think that's not how they have to play in the playoffs to win the series. And I do think they win this series, but I do think that they come out playing a stronger uh, defensive game and um, come out solid in this. I do think we don't see, we see the goal scoring in this, but I don't think we see a five to nothing period again. Right. Six and a half is the total. It's a lean toward the over, right? I absolutely love the over. I think we go over here. I think we could look at both team totals over as well. We got the Preds with plus money over two and a half at plus 114. I think they get those three. And the Avs, I think, get four or five goals in this game. And I think we have a total of three and a half on them. Um, I got four and a half on them. Four three and, and a half. half is like massive juice. Okay. Massive. And, and that's why I stayed away from the team total. I was going to ask you about the over. So you're feeling good about the over. Yeah, I'm feeling good about the over. I think we have another high scoring one here. Ooh, okay. All right, Joe Madden, I have already tailed your pick. That is it. That, that pick will be in in a moment. Over six and a half, minus 130 is the play there. Okay, I want to get your thoughts on the other three games tonight. Um, and then maybe we can wrap it up with a little more avalanche talk. But the Caps are at the Panthers, always playing. Caps plus 215 on the money line. Six and a half is the total here. I don't know if you want to mess with the puck line. We do know the, the Florida Panthers are a really good team. I feel like the Caps are pesky. What are you thinking about tonight's game in Southern Florida? This is going to be a great game tonight. I think the Washington Capitals, what we saw out of them in that first game, coming out dominating, getting the win here. I think we can get the value on them at plus one and a half at minus 115. I think this is another tight game. I think the Panthers probably come out and win it. They're so much stronger offensively, really limited in that first game. But I'm going to be riding the Capitals plus one and a half to keep it tight. Wow. You see, you like the caps here. I like that. That's the puck line. You can find that at minus 112. Okay. So now I'm tailing two picks by Joe. Joe, a lot of pressure on you here. I'm, I'm just going to tell you right now. A lot well, of you, pressure to stay hot. <laughs> you look at the Capitals, though, and they are 6-0 and on the puck line as an underdog against the Florida Panthers. They always play them tight. Um, this is one that I wish I had them sprinkled on that money line in that first game. Not sprinkling on the money line in this one. I think the Panthers do get the win, but I think this is a one-point game. Okay, let's move on to the next one. Dallas at your Calgary Flames. Ah, yes. Before we get to, to this game, what yeah. do you think if the Avs and the Flames face off who would you Which be taking in that one? They, they will, will face off. And you know what? I think it goes all the way to seven. This will be a phenomenal matchup. This is the one that the Calgary Flames want. Daryl Sutter wants it. And it's going to be hard. Homer here saying my Calgary Flames, but I don't know. It goes to seven in that one. Get out of here with your Calgary Flames. <laughs> Although, I must say the avalanche, as it gets deeper in the playoffs, the pressure will mount just because they haven't been able to get over the hump. But... Let's get into Dallas and the Flames tonight. 
Um, Flames, minus one and a half on the puck line, plus 110. I don't mess with 240 on the money line. Five and a half is the total here. Thoughts on the Stars and the Flames, Joe? Oh, this is going to be an interesting one for sure. We saw Calgary come out, win the first game, a one to nothing. Now, that goal was scored in the first period. Both defenses playing absolutely phenomenal for the rest of the game. Calgary has failed to cover the puck line in their last four games. This is one where I think Calgary probably comes out and dominates, getting a three to nothing win. I see their defense really stepping up. Their offense was completely limited in that last game. I'm only getting that one goal. And we averaged 3.55 goals per game and 35.5 shots on goal. Third best in the NHL. I really do think Calgary comes out and gets a surprise uh, puck line cover here tonight. Ooh, okay. Then we got the Canes and the Bruins. This one in Boston. And uh, puck line for the Bruins, plus 190, minus 127 money line. Six is the total on this one. Carolina's up 2-0 in this series. I mean, this is basically, uh, this one will be coming up, what, Friday night? So I wanted to discuss okay. this with you because this is basically a must win from them. And then we'll get to the early game today. But I find this series pretty interesting with Carolina and Boston. I just wonder if Boston has any shot of getting back in this thing. If they have a shot, it's game three here. I think they pull off one win. I think the Canes dominate this series, taking it in five. But I do think the Boston Bruins are able to get a win here on Friday night. Okay. So then we start with a triple overtime game. That happened, or we end with a triple overtime yeah. game here with the Pens. Uh, Rangers on the puck line, plus 163, minus 155 money line, five and a half. Three overtime game, Joe. I mean, this game went on all night. I'll tell you something funny about Denver. It's probably not funny, but about 80% of the city does not have access to the Avs or Nuggets games. Okay, they're on Hi. a, yeah, because they're on a, because altitude um, is owned by the Avs and the Nuggets, and they got into a dispute with, all the cable operators here. So basically there's one small cable operator in direct TV. So most of the town don't even watch them. It's kind of sad because we might have the best team in the league, right? Yeah. So people are freaking out. The game's on ESPN. They're like, go to ESPNU. You can't watch it on our local thing. So there are a, a segment of fans that had no way to watch that game the other night. If they didn't have ESPNU, they were watching a triple overtime game between the Pens and the Rangers. So talk to me here. How do these two teams bounce back? Do the Rangers come back strong after losing a triple OT? Is it the Penguins night? This is this is one of the hardest games of the night, I really do think. Um, the Penguins pulling off that win was absolutely phenomenal in the triple overtime, but I do think the New York Rangers bounce back in this. But I don't love the money line. It is too high a value. I don't trust them on the puck line. They failed to cover the puck line in their last five games. This is a stay off for a side for me because I'm just not finding the value there. I think we probably hit that over again, though, because I think this one stays super competitive. I don't know why I'm liking the overs tonight. I'm normally an under better. Got burnt, though, the last two games with the Canes and the Boston Bruins might be the reasoning here looking at this five and a half. But we look at the last five meetings between these two in New York. Four of them have gone over the total. I think this is a six game. Um, a six-goal six game, if I can talk Ooh. here. Okay. All right. Now, listen, it doesn't matter if you've got a futures down or not. I do want to talk about futures, yep. though. At this point, there's no value on the Avalanche at plus 235. But your Calgary Flames are plus 575. Panthers, 750. Canes, 9-1. Tampa Bay, 10-1. to 1. Talk to me here. Uh, uh, who's the best bet? What is the best bet 
I think it's between the Calgary Flames and the Carolina Hurricanes. I see both of these teams going deep. I could see both of them in the Stanley Cup. Really? Okay, so let's get back to the Avalanche then. I want some okay. deeper thoughts on this team from you because you think that it is going to be the Flames and the Avalanche going forward. You've seen this team this season. They're so deep. They've got the goaltending. What would hold the Avalanche back? I don't think anything. I really don't. They're going to have a struggle against the Calgary Flames because I think the Calgary Flames and them are just so deep, both of them. Um, that will come down to game seven in that. But I think the Avs are going to finish the Predators pretty quick here in five. I really don't see issues with the Avalanche here. I think they're just too strong. You are loaded with phenomenal players and you're going to just make a perfect run for it. Calgary is the only problem. Calgary is the only problem. Yeah. And then obviously in the Stanley Cup Finals too. Um, from I what think, I understand... I think if you guys go through to the Stanley Cup, you beat the Carolina Hurricanes. Oh, you think the Avs. Yeah. That'll be it. The Calgary Avs series is the one that you think the champion comes from? Absolutely. Oh, I like it. Respect the opinion too. So there you go. Now, last but not least, you and I have had discussions on Twitter before. You're a, you're a Chargers fan? I absolutely am. I love yeah. my Chargers. Okay. Well, you and I will have another conversation once the season gets going because there's no love lost here between the Chargers and the Broncos. And for some reason, everybody has the Chargers ahead of the Broncos right now, and I just don't understand it at this point. We've got Russell Wilson. Come on, Joe. Get out of here with these Chargers. Every year Justin something Herbert, bad happens Russell to Wilson. I, I tell you, Justin Herbert all day long. Joe. <laughs> <laughs> All right, we'll see who's right by the end of the season, too, because I think this is the year we're going to find out just how great Justin Herbert is. I, I, I truly believe that. This could be, if he hasn't already, already had a breakout year, this could be it. Joe, how do they find your stuff? Absolutely. You guys can find me over on Twitter, Instagram, and TikTok at Joe Madden Sports. You can also find my best bets over on PickDogs.com. So, like you were saying, on a complete run right now, hoping to keep it going today. Love it. Absolutely love it. Joe, thanks so much for the time. I really appreciate it. I appreciate your time as well. It was a pleasure to be here. Yeah, we'll come back. Got some final thoughts. Jerry, Judy, uh, Kentucky Derby. I won't bet on horse racing. I'll tell you why. Some Rockies and some Mountain West stuff. Denver CityCast presented by Bet Rivers continues. Bet Rivers is offering new customers a deposit match up to $250 when you sign up today. In addition to their welcome bonus, Bet Rivers has daily and ongoing promotions that can provide extra value. Download the Bet Rivers app or go to betrivers.com to sign up. Must be 21, must be located in Colorado. Gambling problem? Call 1 800 522 4700. Thanks again to Joe Madden from Pick Dog. She was awesome. Enjoyed having her on. Got a few things to wrap the show up with quickly on the Rockies, some Jerry Judy stuff, uh, horse racing with the Kentucky Derby coming up and the Mountain West. Okay, here we go. Rockies. So the Rockies covered our first five bet last night against the Nationals. They won five to two. That was great. I think by the time the show comes out, the game probably started, but... If you hear this just in time, Senzatella versus Aaron Sanchez, Rockies minus 137, total is 11, and I will not give a best bet here because as I'm taping this in the morning, I'm going to wait for the lineups to come out. And once I see the lineups, you know what? Let me, let me talk about this for a second. 
A lot of people make bets the night before. I do it quite a bit, but when you have getaway days, so afternoon games like on Thursday or even you know the Sunday lineups, quite often they are different lineups. So when you have day games, my advice to you, wait for the lineups to come out. Maybe you don't get the same price, but maybe it keeps you away from a bad bet. Let's get into the Broncos real quick. Oh, Jerry Judy talked yesterday. And there's quite a bit of Jerry Judy hate from some Broncos fans. Okay, uh, why? Well, he wasn't with his teammates when they were out at Russell Wilson's uh, off-season workout at Russell Wilson's place. Well, I, I, a lot of the people didn't understand. The guy and his significant other were having a baby. But give me a break. You're just looking for another reason to rip Jerry Judy. Why? Why? Because he dropped one out of every six passes his rookie year. And last year he was hurt a little bit. I still think this guy is going to be a stud. And you put him in this offense with Russell Wilson. I don't think we're going to hear much Jerry Judy hate. And I'm not ready to say he's injury prone yet. He didn't miss a game of college. Got banged up here. I think it'll be a different situation. I'm just in the camp that Judy's going bananas. I think he's going to play the Tyler Lockett role. It's not going to be exactly the same offense as they had in Seattle. But Hackett has already talked about building this offense around Russell Wilson's strengths. I think he plays the Lockett role. Lockett, a consistent 1,000-yard receiver with a couple of absolute blow-up games a year. It's always fun uh, in, in daily fantasy sports when he has those big ones. Again, I think Judy's going to be the leading receiver here in yards and catches. I think he'll have more yards than Sutton. He'll have more catches than Sutton. Touchdowns, I'm not sure about that yet. But give me 1,000 yards off 85 catches for Judy this upcoming season. Somewhere between six and 10 touchdowns is what I got him pegged for. But that's my take on Jerry Judy. Lay off the dude so he didn't go out to Russell Wilson's place. He's having a freaking baby. And I think the other thing, first of all, people didn't know that at the time, but they're already upset at him. And the second thing is, if you don't have a kid, if you've never experienced that, you might not understand just how important it is. Okay, let's go to horse racing. Kentucky Derby is this weekend. It's garbage. I hope that they ban horse racing in America. Now, they're not going to. I'm sure there's a horse racing lobby, but they treat these poor animals like garbage, complete hot garbage. Uh, Santa Anita. Uh, at least 20 horses have died over the last couple of years, just running around there. They, they juice them up with Lasix, steroids. When they don't win, they're just put out the pasture, the glue factory, they say. There are slaughterhouses all around, especially up in Canada. They have a whole bunch of horse slaughterhouses up there. I'm not a huge fan of horses. As a matter of fact, I was kind of, I still hold a grudge against one. It kicked me off and then booted me in the ribs, busted my ribs when I was a little kid. Haven't been back on a horse since. But I'm just talking about basic dignity here. They treat these animals like garbage and then they send them out to pasture. There's a thing called digital horse racing. Now, you can buy your own digital horse and race it. We don't need horse racing in this country anymore. Get rid of it. I'm sure there'll be big pushback by some of the listeners. I don't care. It makes me sick. There's a real world episode to real world, real sports for real world. It was, it was that, that show on MTV like 30 years ago, uh, real sports, Brian Gumbel. If you watch that, I think it's going to change your mind. If you, if you're not on my side already, it's absolutely ridiculous. 
All right, last but not least, Mountain West Conference, CSU fans, interesting. Mountain West giving strong consideration to eliminating divisions for the 2023 season. So not this season, in 2023. That's according to Action Network. Well, why is that? Because Cincinnati and Houston and UCF are leaving the American for my Big 12 next year. But here's the good part about it. No divisions. You get a conference guaranteed that its best teams are going to play in the league championship. And you would be in a better position to play in either a college football playoff, which is, I don't want to say impossible, but pretty close to impossible in the Mountain West. Maybe they'll figure it out. I know Boise State, remember a few years ago, Boise State had a big ascension. There are some teams that could get there, and this is going to give them a better shot. A better shot at getting into the playoff, but more likely a better shot at playing a New Year's Day game. One big conference, no divisions, and more importantly, you'll still get CSU and Wyoming. They'll have that matchup with even more on the line this year. This would be a great move by the conference, a tremendous move by the conference. Goodbye to Cincinnati, Houston, and UCF. We'll have what? CSU, Air Force, Boise, New Mexico, Utah State, Wyoming. Fresno, Hawaii, Nevada, San Diego State, San Jose, U San Jose State, UNLV. Looks like a good conference to me and a good move by the conference. Okay, thanks a lot to Steven, our producer, for making this happen. Thanks to Joe Madden from Pick Dogs. She hopped on. Great information. Go abs tonight. First period. Take them on the three-way at minus 115. And thank you for listening. I really appreciate it. Leave me a five-star review if you get a shot and something nice in the comments as well. I'd really appreciate that. Tell a friend. And thanks again. I'm Holden for the Denver CityCast presented by Bet Rivers.